Listening Dog Media. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. He's one of England's most capped international players. Seaman is the man here. He's one of the world's most decorated goalkeepers. And it was somehow kept out by Seaman. That is a fantastic save. This is Seaman Says with David Seaman. And Seaman, what a never before. Welcome back to Seaman Says with me, David Seaman, and Lindsay Hooper. My guest today is an invincible who made over 500 appearances during his career, winning three league titles and four FA Cups along the way. Please welcome the Romford Pele, Mr. Ray Parler. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Thanks for coming on, pal. Um, That's all right, mate. What, you, what you been up to? Uh, well, you know, you should have been with me uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I know. Miranda. It's been, uh, that was a great little trick, to be fair, Dave. You missed a, a good one there. I know you, you missed his run that well, or COVID, so yeah, you couldn't yeah, go. She, but... 
Yeah, I mean, it was it was a, it was a fantastic trip though, a real eye opener. Because if I'm being honest, if someone said to me Rwanda, I knew it was in Africa, but where in Africa, I didn't have a clue. Yeah. I didn't know how small it was. Uh, you know, it was it was an amazing to see. Very very hilly. It's, it's, it's called the country of the thousand hills. So it was up and down like a yo-yo. It was unbelievable in the car. And, <laughs> uh, and obviously, I thought you were going to say, as a former pro, you were up and down. You were fine. <laughs> no, can no, take no, those hills like on. No, it was. It, it was one one road to one end of the island to the well to the country to the other really. So it was quite oh. a long way. It's about five hours we was in the car for. Uh, but it was it was amazing to see this. The scenery is unbelievable. I mean, when you was really high, you're looking down and uh, and all the people walk. A lot of people walk out there, which is amazing. They push right. their bikes up the hills, and uh, it's a different <laughs> life really. But uh, yeah, it was it was a real experience, and obviously we went to see the gorillas as well. Which was an amazing experience. I mean, it's amazing how close you get to them, and they're wild. I know you. You sent me that. You sent me that video, Ray. Right, and I yeah. was like, really that close? <laughs> yeah. Well, my, my daughter come with me and my missus, and uh, my daughter had a bit of a bad experience because, like, one of the uh, silverbacks, uh, he stood up and he went up and he ran, no and way. one of the girls pushed her out of the way just in time. He would run through her. Oh. And uh, after that, she was going, Dad, I've had enough now, Dad. I think I've done now. <laughs> so uh, that, that was quite scary. But I said to you, it's one of the sort of things you go, and you might not go back. You might take your children when they're older because you know yeah. what, you're, what you're going to experience. But uh, no, it was amazing to see how close they were, the babies. And obviously, you don't get too close to the silverbacks. They're massive. Oh, me. Yeah. You know, they're one through you. So... I did ask. I did ask. I've been playing British yeah, bulldog. Bad, <laughs> yeah, I, I did ask. I did, any bad experiences you can tell me about? Like you know, he went. Yeah, we lost four people last week. What? No, not really, Lindsay. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say. Right, I'm never going. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, David, you just escaped. Yeah. yeah. No, so that was good. That was a good fun, Dave. I mean, it was a uh, it, it yeah. was an eye opener, and it was it was great that you went. We met the president as well, who's. Done wonders yeah. for the country, if I'm being honest. But uh, it's it's quite it's it's getting much more uh, of the genocide. We want to see the genocide as well, and it's getting a lot yeah. more fluid, yeah. fluid now. The the, uh, the the country's getting so much better, uh, and I think right. people are really you know in in well, enjoy to live there now. There's lots more villages being formed and all that sort of stuff. So yeah. hopefully the uh, structure of the country is getting bigger and bigger. And I'm supposed with Arsenal. They can get out there. We visit Rwanda, and you know, I'm sure yeah. people go. Oh, we Google Rwanda now and find out what, what, <laughs> yeah. what, it, what it's all about. But uh, yeah. worth going to. Except, yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to get out of there. You know, on a, a rearranged trip, and uh, hopefully Frankie doesn't get COVID again. <laughs> <laughs> no, hopefully not. Hopefully not. You're He's not done very well in that department, has she? Bless her. No, I know. We were supposed to be going to. So that was two days before we went to Rwanda, and then. What was it two days before we were supposed to go to Venice? So you got it again? No way. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we missed you out. You better get two that trips. fishing bank, Dave. Just fish instead. You won't <laughs> exactly. get it on there. You won't get it on that fishing bank. <laughs> exactly. It must be the fish that have got it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what was the charitable side of Arsenal like when you two were, were playing? Because obviously they do so much in the community. Was it as prevalent when you were playing? Well, uh, not really. No, I, 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 we did do charity. We used to have to sign lots and lots of footballs and shirts every week for for, for charities and, and stuff like that. But not as much as it is now. I think the community yeah. now is a lot more 
uh, important for the club because it's the local areas and you want it to be uh, good for the local uh, residents, really. So I think they do a lot more now than yeah. we did. But I think that's we used to do the. Do you remember the, we used to do the hospital visits, didn't we? Yeah, at Christmas, yeah, right? that was always good at Christmas. So yeah. we'd go to the hospitals and give all the kids presents and stuff like that, and it was mm. uh, that was always nice to do. But like we split up into like groups of six, and and off we go. Uh, and it, yeah, it was nice to see the kids. I mean, the kids all smiles on their faces. But uh, and we used to have people coming over to see the training days, didn't we? I mean, yeah. the real ill, ill people, like I mean, the ill kids and that, and they're coming over. Yeah. But it just made their day. It's such a sad bit when we used to do that because you know they haven't got long to live properly. Yeah. Um, but their faces for that day was was all, you would always remember it, and um, you know big smiles when they got Dennis Bergkamp in picture with him and Thierry, obviously. So it was always always great. It was always great days like that. But yeah, now I think I think every club now it makes a massive effort. Yeah, to, well, they have their own like foundations now, don't they? Yeah, everyone's got foundations. Obviously, Arsenal's is a big foundation yeah. as well. And, so, they, and right. they change they change the charity probably each year as well. You know, because I know that um, Bob Wilson's Willow Foundation were recipients one year. You know, so it's been. I think it always changes around, but uh, yeah, they do they do a lot of work. But spe- speaking of Arsenal, Ray, what have you made of it so far? Um, well, at the moment, in a very positive position. I mean, uh, top four is always going to be difficult, if I'm being honest. Uh, but now they're in a position where they've got every chance. Uh, I think the youngsters are certainly improved. Um, he's got that. He's got certain players out of the club that he wanted out. Uh, and now it's just, you know, they've just got to believe they can do it to the end of the season. They've still got some tough games. We know that. I mean, Spurs always going to be a difficult. Chelsea away. Liverpool home, West Ham at home. Uh, Manchester United at home could be a massive game. So, uh, but they've got every chance now, and I think they're playing well. I thought they played well against Man City, lost the game, showed that bit of yeah. spirit. And I think the, the thing I've noticed about over the Emirates this year is the, is the atmosphere so much better. I mean, the, the crowd are really behind the players, and you know, even if they they show that little bit of grit, and, and I think there's a lot more resilience in the team now. I think the back four is a lot more stronger than what it was. I think Partey and Jack are playing a lot better in that central midfield area. And obviously, yeah. we know about Saka, Smith Rowe, and Odegaard has, has really stepped up as well. So, yeah. all, those guys, all those guys have done really well, but it's still a long way to go. I don't get carried away because you, you can all go wrong very, very quickly at Arsenal yeah. if they lost two or three games. But at the moment, it's positive, young team. Uh, and you must be delighted with Ramsdale. I mean, he's been he's yeah. been brilliant since he's come into, into the uh, position. Yeah, he has. He's, he's been proper, you know, and he's he's like he's really taken to it. You know, I always said to people, Ray, about, you know, everybody questions the fact that he's had two relegations. And I'm like, <clears throat> excuse me. And I'm like, no, that's great experience for him because he's had mm-hmm. to experience the pressure of going yeah. down and he's played. And whenever, wherever he's played, he's always got player of the season, you know, because he's yeah, had, yeah. had a lot to do. But it shows to me that he can, he can handle that pressure, you know, and I think that's why he's, he's taken to the to be in Arsenal's number one so easily, you know, and he's, mm. he's gone in there. All right. He's got the fans on his back on his, he's gone in there and he's got the fans behind him straight away, but the fans will, they will notice, you know, they'll be like, all right, he's getting the fan, you know, he's getting us with him, but, but we need to see him make saves. And that's what he's, that's exactly what he's been doing. He's been making some brilliant saves. If that chip oh, advert is anything to go by, he he actually could lift trophies quite easily as well. <laughs> yeah. Your chips. Ah. I loved it. It was so 
good. You told us about it, and, yeah. but it, it didn't even touch the sides of what it was like when you saw it for the first time. It was such a good advert. It was so funny. It was so yeah. funny doing it. You know, it was, um, you know, it's a proper fish and chip shop just outside. Yeah. The and they had queues outside. Did you see? Yeah. After the advert came out. Yeah. I don't know whether you saw this on social media this week, but there was a thread and there was an open letter from a fan, which loads of other people then joined in just saying, dear Arteta, I got you wrong. Basically, I don't know whether you saw this. Outline. I wondered whether you you got him wrong. Did you get him wrong? Um, I, I said you got given a chance. I mean, you can't keep second managers. I know it, it takes time, and he had a lot of problems when he first got the job. You know, he, he had that little click in the dressing room where he had to try and get out of it. And you know full well it's not easy to get rid of players when they're on big yeah. contracts uh, and they're settled and they might, might not be playing, but they say, "Well, I don't want to leave." So he got them out of the club, Mustafi and Ozil and uh, Classy Natch has left now. A few of them have gone now. And now he's got a little team that's all together. Um, and so I was, I was, I would, I was a little bit more give him a chance more than uh, when he has a few bad results, because he's a young manager. I know he won the yeah. FA Cup, give him a little bit more time. Mm-hmm. But you've got to you've got to give him a little bit more of a, a, a chance and, and get your team what he wants out there, because that's a problem a lot of managers have. When you when you take over. You've got a lot of players on contracts and you might not want to want the players, but you can't get rid of them. And they can upset the dressing room. You, and I think that's what happened with um, Mikel Arteta. But now he's got a squad that looks all together. You know, they, they celebrate after games. I don't mind that. People go, oh, well, they're celebrating. Like they've won them. But I, I, like, I like the connection with celebrating with the Way fans or whoever it is, because the fans like them celebrating as well, saying, well, yeah, that's a big game tonight. Because every three points is massive. It doesn't matter if you're yeah. playing Man United or Burnley. You know, every three, you can't get more, no more points if you're playing against Manchester United. So I don't mind that in any team we really celebrate with their fans at the end of the game. We saw it at United when they beat Leeds. Um, yeah. People said, oh, yeah. look at them. Look, this is how, how far they've fallen. But it was a massive game for Man yeah. United to bounce back and get a result. Yeah, and, and the way, I'm sorry, Lindsay, but the way that they celebrated after beating Wolves, that, that was incredible, wasn't it? You know, to get that late goal. Lindsay's yeah. a Wolves fan, Ray, so... Oh, yeah, no, I could, I could <laughs> But the way that they celebrated after that, that was amazing, yeah. wasn't twice, it? You know, twice, twice you celebrated like that. that. They were like... <laughs> but Lindsay, you must be very special. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they've been brilliant. enjoy watching Wolves. I've watched them a couple of times, I've you know, they're decent. They're very, very organised. Uh, if you can get a few more goals, that's what you need. I think him and his, if you can step up and get a few more goals, then you, you're oh, I'm excited now as well because Neto's back, isn't he? So, oh, Neto, yeah, he's yeah. a good player. Yeah, they've got a good, good midfield player. for Denson yeah. and people like that. Good little players. Very, very good footballers. Mm. <laughs> Ray, what, um, what I wanted to ask you is, obviously we were together for a long, long time. Well, we were together for my whole career at, uh, at Arsenal. Yeah. But you went on to do something that's I'm really jealous about the Invincibles oh yeah, yeah. oh no you know, and I, I wondered keep... what you were going to say that <laughs> you know, it was a year out though wasn't it it was a year afterwards oh. yeah I just left and then the year afterwards we went and did that and I'm like oh yeah. and I keep you know people keep sometimes I even get involved you know, people say oh yeah you're an Invincible and I'm like no I'm not just, just say yeah just say yeah, just say, yeah. Oh, I, I get on the back I say yeah they were the Invincibles we were the Incredibles <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah but I how did that feel, mate? Because that, you know, from going through all your career, because you had what I had, right? Yeah. And that was epic. But then to go and do that, 
Yeah, it, it was amazing, really. I mean, I think Arsenal Wenger said it when you was there, Dave. I mean, the year before, didn't he? He said, this team yeah. possibly can go unbeaten because it's not always about the 11 who play, it's about their squad at depth. So if you get a couple of injuries or suspensions like Leeds have had, Sometimes you can't deal with it, but we had a lot of good yeah. players behind the scenes who could, who could step in. Not as good as people like Dennis Bergkamp and Henri, but they could do a similar sort of job. Yeah. Um, you know, so that's what Wenger said, why he said that. But at the start of the season, you never go, right, we're going to go and beat this year, lads. We can do it. You know, it's all about winning the uh, championship. It's all about mm-hmm. winning the Premier. And then it was just a bonus, really, for, for me. But if I'm being honest, the last four games were the hardest, really was. Because you know it's like it? you've got you've got every other team now. You've won the league already, and you're thinking, well, we can take a foot off the pedal, but we couldn't because we're still unbeaten. And then we had a couple of really tough ones. We went to uh, Fratton Park, Portsmouth. Oh, we got yeah. battered. Yeah, how, we, how we got played... draw out of that game, I never know. Jens uh, yeah. Lehmann had a, a game of his life, yeah, uh, and we end up drawing one-one, um, and they could have beat us five-one. And it would have been an unfair result. So we held in there. But one thing about uh, the team, or you played in the same sort of team as, as well, is that you never knew when you was beaten. You know, yeah. sometimes we was down 1-2-0 and we always come back and got a 2-2 draw or, or something. And he had players off the bench who could change it. Wiltor, Carnu, who could, you know, change the game as, as much as on real Burkamp. So at times he had four up front when he had to, Arsenal <laughs> just to get back into the game. But... Yeah, it was an amazing experience. And you don't really think about it. Uh, and even that last game of the season, I mean, we won one down half-time to, to Leicester City. Yeah. And you're thinking, come on, lads, we can't blow it at home. And suddenly, you know, they turned it on in the second half and Henri got the, the goal after half-time. And then Patrick, obviously, was such an important player for the, for the team. He pops up and gets the uh, winning goal. Uh, and then even then, it doesn't sink in. The most important thing is getting your hands on the trophy. And so, yeah. oh, look at this, it's fantastic. But then, obviously, every year goes by a day when no one does it. And people have been closed, by the way. Man City have been closed. Liverpool, I, I we know. I wanted to come on to that. I wanted to come on to that because why do you think... Man City haven't done it because you talked about squad depth there and we've been saying for years about Man City and the way that their second 11 could probably still get in the top four mm. if they put if they put out a separate team. Why haven't they done it? Um, I think you need a bit of luck along the way um, and you always have one bad day at the office, as they say. And mm. lucky enough, when we had a really bad day, we managed to, like this Portsmouth game, you know, we, we, how we managed to get a draw, I don't know, uh, but we did. Uh, and maybe when Man City have had a really bad day, they've lost like they have. So I, I celebrate every year now when Liverpool Man City get beat. I go, get in there, I don't care what you say. If they did do it, you say, well, well done, because it's an unbelievable achievement. But you really, deep down, don't want them to do it. You, you really don't. You want to say, well, we, 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 we was the only team, really. I know you go back to the 1800s and someone done it, but in in this era, to say we went unbeaten. And uh, I know Celtic have done it up in Scotland. Yeah. But uh, no, it's an, it's an amazing achievement for the lads. And, you know, every year goes by and you always get reminded of it. Oh, you're just being invincible, we're invincible, we're invincible. But you just don't, you know, I, I, I say to talk now, I say, stop saying it's invincible. You know, just <laughs> tell me name for God's sake. You say, I, like, I'm, I'd, I'd like, like... I write the scripts. So I yeah. write the scripts. So <laughs> you get quite embarrassed sometimes. You're going to keep mentioning it. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. You're very proud of being part of that team uh, because it was a, an unbelievable team. And Dave, you you would know yourself on on a Friday afternoon when it was eight v eight, which we used to do. Yeah, there were some tackles flying in, oh. and it was a proper feisty game. This is before 
the, the game on a Saturday. So uh, it, it was if you put them six, if you put those sixteen players together, though, you know you got half a chance of winning the, the next day. Yeah, that's what that's what Arsenal did, isn't it? He got he got the competitiveness in training. You know, he was yeah. really high tempo, and and lads knew that they could they could get picked for the team through training, not just through games. You know, and that's why it was so competitive. But uh, speaking of Arsenal, Ray, um, I've just had a flashback to when do you remember when we were getting beat at Old Trafford. Yes, we were getting beat. What was it? We were five. Was oh, it, it was five, uh, it five was down. Six- yeah, it was five by down half time. And, uh, and he came in, no, Arsenal Wenger came in and started swearing, didn't he? So, yeah. fuck it, fuck it, fuck it. But it doesn't suit someone, does it? I know, and it just didn't sound right coming from him, did it? No, and then, not like, at all. And, then, and then I caught Ray's eye, and we were like, and then we like looked, and we just started like, they're like two naughty schoolboys. We just started oh, like no. giggling, and then like, and every time I like looked up, I could see your shoulders going like that, and I was, <laughs> I was crying, but I was just a silent laughter was it was ace, and I was thinking, oh no, please don't get us. That, you know, that was the hardest thing to do, Dave. That was the hardest thing to do. Not laugh. I promise you. Now, I started laughing. Everybody would have gone because. Yeah. Uh, I, ended up, yeah. I remember, yeah, I was, I was looking over to you and I thought, oh, I'm going to laugh, I'm going to laugh. And we can't laugh when we're 5-1 down at Old Trafford. Oh, no. And I did, I put oh, no. the towel over you, didn't I? Something like that. <laughs> and I, could, I just, like, I was giggling to myself under the towel. And I was like, you just oh, see oh, your shoulders going like that. Yeah, it would have been big trouble. I should imagine. <laughs> but when, no, that's the first time I've ever heard him really lose his temper. Yeah, exactly. All after the game, all after the game. Yeah. Did he keep that all the all the time that you were there? You know, because obviously he was he was at the club for a long time after I'd left, and and I I wonder whether he kept that because it was total silence, wasn't it at half time? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I don't know, Dave, because I, I left probably a year after you. I, I was out to after the unbeaten season, but it was a situation where I was shocked sometimes when you're thinking, well, what's he going to say? We've just lost yeah. the game. Uh, I remember George Graham was totally opposite, where he would yeah. go, he would lay into people. But I think Arsenal had a different style of management, and what he used to do, which is very clever of him, really, he, he didn't want to he didn't want to ever guard someone when he might not have been their fault, that yeah. sort of thing. So he, look, it might be my man who scored the goal, but I might have been covering someone else, and he, he used to like to look at exactly what happened, how they scored the goal. So I think he used to go away the weekend after the game, and then we always had a meeting on a Monday, didn't we? Always on a meeting. Yeah. And he started off saying, what was you doing for the goal? And he, everybody's now seen the goal and whose fault it is, who's been, you know, not concentrating or whatever. So yeah. there's no excuses now. You know, after a game, sometimes you can jump on someone and it might not be 100% their fault. Uh, so that's where he was clever. And then I say, well, his man weren't marking so and so and so and so and I had to cover him, my man got in. And then there'll be a bit of an argument. Yeah. Don't, don't let it happen again and that's it. We'll go out the train. So he was clever in that, that respect that he didn't really want to jump down people's throats right off the yeah. game. But everybody's got different styles of management. So I'm sure Sir Alex Fergus and George Graham, all that sort of era, they jumped down who they thought they oh, who, I remember I remember George and Wrighty having a right go at each other at, at, at Highbury once, you know, and they were effing and blinding at each other, telling each other to F off. And, yeah, no, yeah. you F off and you F off. <laughs> and well, then the boot went flying past and all that sort of stuff, you know, but it's yeah, just... Yeah. Well, Martin like had George, didn't he? Yeah, I remember he yeah. switched away and George, absolutely. He, he appeared behind Stuart Houston at one stage. He was scared <laughs> of Martin. Martin don't, don't cross Martin at that time. Oh, he got his red boot off and was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and this was half time this was half yeah. time when, when Martin gave away a penalty just before half time at Ipswich away I always remember that 
<laughs> I love some what? of the stories that you tell, Ray, especially, you know, when I listen on the radio as well and you, and you tell some of these stories. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it was good fun back in the day. It really was. And I, I said before, uh, all, most of the foreign guys who come into the club uh, from 96 onwards, like Patrick, Remy Gar, Jules, they looked at the English or British guys and thought, blimey, it's like a party. Like, they, you know, <laughs> they, they, they enjoy themselves too much. But what we used to try and do is, is uh, try and look, you always have to train hard and make sure you're concentrating. But after training, you have a bit of fun, a bit of banter. And I think that in the end, the foreign guys loved it. They really did. They really bought, um, they, they really liked to stay behind. And Because in Italy, well, they used to tell me in Italy, France, and wherever they play, there was no there was no after. There was no going for lunch together or, or just hanging around with each other. It was like, train, have your shower, get your gear on, see you later. Mm. And that was it. It was like a just a job for them. But we tried to make it more of a... Uh, a bit of a laugh after training, a bit more of a family effect, really. And you're not just talking about football, you're talking about things in general, you, you know, all that sort of stuff, and having a laugh with each other. So I think they really, especially Dennis Burkham, he really loved all the banter. You know, he was the one who was very quiet at first when he turned up, but after, you know, he got into with people and I was going golf with him, he was the biggest one that merchant going, and he loved it. He loved all the banter, and, you know, that's why a lot of the guys stuck around for a long time, didn't they? I mean, Patrick yeah. was there for 10 odd years. Dennis was there for most of his career. Yeah. Uh, but not, not many of the foreign guys left because they knew it was a really good atmosphere at the club. Yeah. But when, like you say about Dennis Ray, you know, the people, they, they can't believe, like, how how shy he was when you first yeah. met him or when he first met anybody else or when he went into a room. He wouldn't say a word, would he? It's not until he found out, you know, he, until he's got to know you, then he would come out of his shell because I, I shared a box with him at Hybrid for a long time. And even even in the box, you know, if, if I'd got guests in there, sometimes he'd, he'd phone his, his wife or Penrita and say, you know, how, how many people are in the box? And she'd say, oh, Dave's got so, you yeah, know, yeah. so many in. He'd be like, okay, then I'll meet you down in the car park. Because he just didn't like to go into a room no. where there was a lot of people that he didn't know. But once he got to know you, he was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was proper, weren't he? He could, he could give it a lot. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, him and, him and Martin, he was well, Martin up quite a lot, didn't he? And he was, yeah. he was, he was just, he was, he wasn't like being ticked fan, huh? You know, when I'm going people for the sake of it, he was just having a bit of fun, really. And yeah. all you do, don't buy it. You know, you just don't buy it when you get there we go. After time, people beat it, and that's when it carries on, doesn't it? Yeah, oh, yeah exactly. You know, that, that, right, that I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot, Ray. And I asked this to all the all all my ex-Arsenal teammates and that you've got one yeah. choice: Henri or Burkamp. <sighs> oh, very oh. <laughs> well. He's a flip, flip of a coin, really, for me. Yeah. Uh, the only reason I say who I'm going to say is because uh, he changed the attitude a lot of the British guys. Is Dennis when he first came in 1996. And it was that turning point for me as well in my career, you know, because I've been out with Tony Adams for three or four years. He'd give up drinking. I thought, oh, I've, got to, I've got to knuckle down now. I've lost I've lost a couple of years probably for going out too much. So <laughs> I, I had more or less looked at Dennis Burkamp coming in, great player. And do you know what? His attitude in training was unbelievable. I mean, after training, where everybody would be walking in, he'd be standing behind on his own, just trip, yeah. tipping balls onto the bar. You think to yourself, wait a minute, he's, a, he's technically a lot better than me. Shouldn't I be staying out and doing a bit more? And, you know, so in the end, I started staying out a little bit longer. Uh, and I, I certainly improved by doing that, um, especially with Wenger as well. Wenger would be saying, I'll stay out of you, do a bit more of your left foot or your crossing or whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, so I think that changed my attitude a little bit. Uh, and Dennis was such an intelligent player as well. I mean, if you ask him, right, Thierry, 
you know, why they did score so many goals, a lot of it was down to Dennis Burkham, you know, getting the ball in good areas and then making the right pass at the right time. Uh, he, he was, he was, a, he, what, he was a genius, really, when yeah. I look at it, who I played yeah. with. But then you go to Thierry, you know, to get a goal-scoring <laughs> record. He could change a game on his own. Yeah. You know, uh, he could he could score a goal. I, I remember the game two hundred forty unbeaten season when we was two one down to Liverpool, a hybrid. We just got knocked out of the FA Cup. We got lost to Chelsea in the Champions League, and I've never seen he was unplayable. You know, Jamie Carrey go for wall. We were more playing against here, and he scored a hat trick. We ended up winning four uh, two. So in that respect, Thierry was unbelievable as well. But it's such a fine margin, and I'm sure. Half the uh, guys you've asked, David, yeah. said Thierry, and half has said Dennis. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. I think, <laughs> I think Thierry, <laughs> Thierry edges it maybe slightly, I think, from, from our time of doing this, but but it is close. Yeah. Yeah. It's very close. I mean, Thierry was amazing to play with. I mean, you know, his strength, his, and his, his, his finishing power was unbelievable. You know, way he just opened his body out, and he, he, he should pass it into there again. Yeah. Uh, with his right foot, and he always played off that left hand side. Whether because he, he'd come from Juventus and he played off that left a little bit, he was so dangerous cutting in from the left uh, with his right foot. And uh, no, he, he was he was a fantastic player, really was, and a great guy as well, by the way. Yeah, he, I was just sitting next to Thierry, and um, there was times when we had a right laugh, trying to teach him Cockney slang, and and, all that. <laughs> and, and that's, the, that's the famous that's the famous story, Dave. When I said, um, "Oh, you think there are beans on toast?" This was in training. Anyway, he scores a goal about two weeks later. And I, I was captain that day because Patrick wasn't uh, fit. And I, I've got to do the interview with him. We won 1-0 and Thierry scores a goal and he come off the post. So I said, Thierry, you've got it now. First thing you say. <laughs> and he looked at me and he went into this, It was the alcove. Remember the little alcove? Yeah. And, uh, it's Sky, yeah. Sky Sports are in there. And uh, Thierry talked me through your goal and it was one of them. Uh, I had a bit of luck. It come off the beans on toast and went in to go. <laughs> And I start laughing, and he said, "He told me to say that." And I said, "What?" Well, uh, but he's he smiling. But he was, he was such a good lad, Dennis uh, yeah. Thierry. He, he, uh, he was brilliant. He was fantastic. <laughs> what? Um, what you're to, you're going on tour, aren't you, Ray? With Al? Yeah, we yeah. Obviously, uh, to talk sport. I'm doing with Al every Friday, which is uh, a mission. Sometimes, I mean, he's, he's fantastic. Al, he's <laughs> great to work with. It depends on what time I get home on a Friday or Saturday now. But uh, no, but he's 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 calmed down a little bit. But we're gonna. We, well, they wanted is their idea really talk sport. They said because we've done one in Ipswich about two years before the um, pandemic, and it was oh, it's packed. So they said, well, when we can get back to normal, why don't we go and do like four or five theatres? Around the, around the country. I think we're going to Stoke. We're going to Peterborough, Dave. Uh, we're going to Wimbledon. Uh, oh, right. The Cliffs in Southend. Uh, and what's that one? Birmingham, I think we're going. Uh, but we're getting you know, lots of people saying, oh, yeah. why don't you come to Scotland? Why can't you come here? So whether they extend that or not, and it should be fun. It's a bit of fun, really. I've got some cracking stories. I'll do a few stories. Yeah. But when, when, yeah. when my first ever show when Ellen had a... Uh, bottle of champagne in about eight, eight quarter past eight in the morning. I was like, "What? This is my first show." So yeah, I remember. I remember what going to um, they had. They were doing the show from Champneys, him and Ronnie Irani, and I went. I went into the room, and they were both there in their dressing gowns. Right, with, their, <laughs> with their headphones on, and they got the champagne already lined up. Yeah, and I was like, but, 
It's only yeah. 8.30 in the morning now. <laughs> oh, it's, it's changed a little bit now, Dave, because it's, it's, it's a lot more social media now, isn't it? So yeah. the cameras are all over the studio. So <laughs> he, he has to wait till half 10 now. So he's, uh, he's oh, all right. Mate, he's, he's honestly, yeah, he's when, when I used to do the show, when I used to do the show with him, right, on a Wednesday morning, we'd end up being in the wheat sheaf at half 10 in the morning <laughs> yeah. with two pints lined up in front of us. And I'd be like, Jesus, Al, it's a bit, it's a bit early in it. And he was like, oh, don't worry, we've done a day's work. <laughs> yeah, he thinks it's the afternoon. No, he should say it's the afternoon there for me because I've got up before. So, you know, that's how he, that's how he looks at it. But he'd probably go, he'd be in bed at half eight, nine o'clock, we he'd go next day. I know, so that's, yeah. That's, these days are all different to other people's days. So. They are. <laughs> he, he really knows how to manage it, you know, because people think that he's out all the time, but he doesn't. No, no. He, he, he has a couple and then he just sneaks off, doesn't he? Enough, he goes back to bed. Get yeah, ready for absolutely. the next day. <laughs> Good guy. Yeah. So what, what are you up to today? Are you still playing golf, Ray? Uh, in no, this I'm weather? The weather. Do you know, some, some, uh, I think the Premier League TV has asked me if I could do something on Patrick Vieira because I think they're doing a, a documentary on him uh, right. to see how important he was for the team and all that sort of stuff and what yeah. it was like when he first turned up. He didn't speak a lot of English or nothing like that. Uh, so I'll probably do that, Dave. I'm looking at the weather. I mean, it's not. it's been oh. absolutely tipping it down. And I, I love golf. But I don't yeah. like it that much. I mean, yeah. it, is, it looks like the weather forecast. And there's always other days you can play. So my mates are quite flexible. Oh, uh, like, we play whenever you want. So maybe if the weather's better uh, next week, we'll be going next week. Because I've got to do it. Nice, yeah. I've got a lunch tomorrow with Ellen uh, in Uh-oh. town, in, in, in Victoria. A little bit of, <laughs> bit, bit of speaking. And it's great that people are back together now, isn't it? Where yeah. we can all go out and... You can have a normal afternoon now, like without no social distancing and all that sort of stuff. So uh, I'm sure that no. we get, we do a few more going forward. But uh, other than yeah. that, I'll, I'll just be chilling out, Dave. I suppose. Nice one, no, mate. It's been ace having you on. Um, I'm sure the tour will go well because, I, I, if I'm honest, I would actually pay for the tickets to come and watch you two. Brilliant, Ray. Thanks so much for coming on. Right, nice one. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Cheers, Ray. Thanks, Dave. 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 Thanks, Dave.